First Corinthians chapter number two. First Corinthians chapter number two. Amen. Lord laid this on my heart this afternoon, so I hope I can get it all in. If not, forgive me. Amen. But we gotta try. First Corinthians chapter number two. Verse one. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. Welcome to Highway Baptist Church. <laughs> You're not going to get it in excellency of speech, amen. Uh, declaring on you the testimony of God. Now, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and what? Him crucified. Him crucified. You know what Paul wanted to know? Are you saved? Have you met Jesus Christ? Are you born again? Amen. You meet people. Hey, how you doing? Talk to them. Amen. Talk about the weather, whatever, and then get around to this. Hey, man, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior? Amen. I mean, that's Paul, Paul. That's what Paul wants to know. That's what Paul's getting. Paul's getting to it. Amen. Are you saved? Do you know Christ and Him crucified? Do you know why He was crucified? Do you know He didn't stay crucified? Did you know that they put Him in a tomb and three days later, seventy-two hours later, He got up under His own power, Amen. defeated death, hell, and the grave and the devil? Amen. Do you know that? That if you place your faith in the gospel, you can be set free. Amen. You didn't know all that was in there, did you? Verse 3. And I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. What's your way preaching like? Amen. <laughs> Amen. But demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. But in the power of God. Listen, God care less about education. He care less about the wisdom of men. The bottom line is, do you know Jesus Christ? Have you met him? Has he changed you? Has he saved you? Amen. That's the bottom line. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world, that come to naught. I'm going to come to nothing. <laughs> I don't care what king you see or future king you've seen. He's coming to nothing. Amen. Just a. <laughs> Amen. Think about it. I don't care who they are. I don't care what these Saudi princes think they're doing here in America, riding around in sports cars, doing all that stuff. Who cares? Amen. They're going to come to nothing. Yeah. Right? Amen. But we speak wisdom of God in a mystery. Uh-oh. Even the hidden wisdom. See, that's why folks, they can't get it. They can't get it. It's mysteries. Right? Amen. God, listen, God sent, he told Isaiah, I'm sending you to them that see to blind them, them to hear to make them deaf. Right? He said, lest they be converted. Hey, God, God sent Isaiah to damn the folks, not to save the folks. Why? Because they all profess to see. We know. We're, we're spiritual people. We're God's people. God says, you're going to hell, bud. And some old drunken sinner over here is going, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know which way's up. I don't know inside from out. God, I don't know nothing. Help me. Okay, you got it. Yeah, man. Yeah. But we speak the wisdom of God, the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they
They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Father, we love you. I ask you to bless tonight. Lord, tonight's sermon, God, may it be used. Lord, I've had preacher friends say this ought to be preached in every church in the world. God, we just pray that maybe somehow you can take it to help some folks tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, had I only known it was you. Lord, had I only known it was you. Had I only known it was you. Amen. That's an amazing statement, isn't it? Why didn't they know? They had the scriptures. They had the prophets. They had the scribes. Amen. They had, they had everything they needed. 39 books of the Old Testament told them exactly who he was and when he was coming. How come the wise men knew who he was and where he was? But the, the people that claimed to carry the scriptures throughout all the ages had it and didn't know. They had the prophets. What did, they tell, what did he tell them over there in Luke 16? What, what did Abraham tell, amen, uh, uh, the rich man in hell? He said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They got the word of God, let them hear it. They just don't want to believe the word of God. They didn't want to believe the truth of the word of God, right? Amen, they got it. Right. America's got the King James Bible. Why don't they want to hear it? Because the ones that they're putting out there are a bunch of clowns, amen, that's running a circus. And they're turning Christianity into a comedy show. They don't want to receive the truth of the Word of God. They don't want to repent. They like their sin. And they want to practice it. And they want to get perfect at it. Amen. They want to become professional sinners. Amen. Amen. They don't want to repent. They're not looking for hope. They're looking for dope. Amen. Amen. They're not looking for the love of God. They're looking for sex. Hello. Amen. It's not Hollywood's version of love is lust. Yep. Amen. 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 Why didn't they know? They should have known. Unto them were given the oracles of God. Number one, I'll tell you why they didn't know. Some of them didn't know because of ignorance. Right? Right. Ignorance. Some people didn't know because of ignorance. Ignorance is not an excuse, friend. Amen. Amen. Paul said, they to be ignorant, let them be ignorant still. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Amen. That will be a good name for church, ignorant brethren. Amen. Ignorant brethren, Baptist church. Amen. They're alienated from the life of God through ignorance, Ephesians 4.18. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 5, they're willfully ignorant. They purposely don't want to know. If I don't go over there, I'm not going to be held accountable. So I don't want to hear. You're going to burn hell anyway. All right? Amen. The, you're, you're rejecting him. Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against me. Right? Pretty simple, isn't it? They don't want to know. Why? Ignorance. Acts 17. Ignorance of God. Amen. This ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to do. Repent. Ignorance ain't an answer. Just because they didn't know it was the Lord and he showed up, amen, they didn't know. Right? Ignorance is not an answer. Some people, it's just plain old neglect. Amen? 
neglect. Some people are just too busy. Some people are just out there and said, I meant to go to church, but, you know, I meant to get around to it. Just never got around to it. I'm just too busy. Neglect. Hello? Amen. There's people, I want to know the Bible. I really do want to know the Bible. I'm just, I'm just so busy reading my sports magazines and my newspapers and, and following my stocks and everything else in the newspaper. I ain't got time to read that. I mean, in Facebook, man, you know how many people come in and talking to me on my Facebook? I ain't got time to get my face in the book. Because I got so many people on my Facebook. And I got to read all their quotes. Somebody might say something against me. And I got to attack them. <laughs> right? Hello? Amen. Neglect. You know what Paul told Timothy? Neglect not the gift that's within me. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, you know it's a possibility? We can neglect something. The Bible said in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, how shall we escape when we neglect? So great a salvation spoken, amen, to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed on us that heard him. You know what the number one recruiting officer of hell is? Procrastination. Neglect. Just put it off. Just put it off. I meant to, but I just let it slip. You know how many people ended up in hell and said, I didn't want to be here. I wanted to get saved. But time just run out. I, I, I thought there was a few more days left in my calendar. You know what? Death surprises a lot of people. Yep. Amen. There's some people right now tonight, I, I guarantee you, they're laying in bed somewhere hurting and writhing in pain so bad, they're wishing they would have died a month ago, a week ago, a year ago. Death just can't come to deliver them from the pain and anguish their bodies in because it's all twisted and gnarled up from, from disease and sickness. Right. There's a bunch of them. They sure leave in a whole lot sooner than they want to. Yep. There's a bunch of people being chopped down in life quicker than they thought it would happen. They thought they had their whole life ahead of them. It's gone. Ended up in hell because of neglect. Well, I sure don't want to go to hell because of neglect, huh? Amen. I'm glad I didn't neglect them. Yep. You know why? There's a bunch of people tonight. Amen. Didn't know Jesus was the Christ because of their pride. They didn't want to believe that was him. When John the Baptist stood up on the shore saying, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And Pharisees and Sadducees' hearts just panicked. And they said, Oh my God, God's here. He's going to take over and destroy our religion. He's going to take it away from us. And because of their pride, went to hell. Amen. Pride. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. Psalms 10 verse 4. Amen. The pride of his countenance. <laughs> right? Hello? Amen. Satan. Pride. The center letter, I. It's all about me, right? Amen. God is not in all his thoughts. It's all about him. God resisted who? The proud. These men were too proud to know. They could have known. They could have known like the wise men of the east. They could have known. God gave them a timeline in the book of Daniel when the Messiah would be cut off. They could have figured that thing out. And said They could have been standing right there in Bethlehem saying, All right, Mary, come on. Bring the king. They could have been. Could have had a crowd gathered around. They didn't want to know. 
Amen. You know why? Because that was judgment against them. Amen, 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 amen. Lord, if I hadn't only known him, knowing it was you, why didn't they know it was him? Some of them just deceived. Amen. Deceit. You know, there's people out there that want to be deceived. Jeremiah 9, verse 6 says this. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit, and through deceit they refuse to know me. Amen. Through deceit they refuse to know him. Well, that's a pretty that's a pretty amazing thing, ain't it? God's people. Ever not God's Israel. They didn't want to know him. Can't even read my own writing anymore. Oh, deceit. They refused to know him through deceit. Why didn't we know? They willfully wanted somebody. Listen, there's girls out there that want to get married so bad that they leave their daddy, and they know that they walk into a marriage married a bum, and he ain't no good, amen, and they know it, but somehow they think that they could just win him over. Yeah. Same thing with men. They think they can win this bad girl over. She gets in my house, I'll, I'll win her over, I'll love her, I'll whine her, I'll dine her, I'll give her everything that she wants, you know. Yeah, okay, well, you're on, better off going to Cedar Point and riding some wild roller coaster than you are that. <laughs> Amen. Go ride the beast down, the son of the beast, or whatever it is down there at Kings Island, you'd have a whole lot, lot more life and joy. Yeah. Amen. You know why some of them didn't receive it? Fear. They feared, right? Some people have no fear. That's the society we're living in today. No fear. Yeah, we'll get on the left-hand side of your road and start driving head on into traffic, see how much you fear. Amen. John 9, 22. They feared the Jews. John 12, 42 and 43. Feared being put out of the synagogue. Hmm. Proverbs 29, 25, to fear man brings a snare. See, fear. Why didn't they know it was the Lord? Fear. They feared men and opinions. Listen, the reason people won't get saved, come to Christ today, is they fear what somebody's going to say. What's my mommy going to say? What's my daddy going to say? What's the guys at work going to say? What's my wife going to say? Who cares? What's God say? Amen. Ultimately, this is the reason everybody goes to hell. And ultimately, this is the reason why they rejected Jesus Christ. Unbelief. Right? Unbelievers. They just didn't want to believe that he was really his, who he said he was. He said, if you don't believe me, believe the works that I do. Because they testify of me. And people would say, man, there ain't nobody done a work like this before. Where has it ever been reported uh, that somebody opened a man's eyes that was born blind? Listen to all the things that he's doing. Look at all the great things Jesus is doing. Is not this the Christ? They go, if Christ comes, he'll do greater things than this. They just walked away, man. And unbelief, just believing that it was him. He'll do great. Lord, uh, we know you've done all kinds of miracles, but if you just come off the cross right now, Plop yourself off. We'd, we'd worship you. Oh, yeah, right, huh? 
Amen. He done a whole lot. Hello. Yeah. He proved himself. Right. Amen. Boy, he, he healed main people. How many people do you know can do that? And he healed every sickness and every disease. And he healed every one that he touched. He batted a thousand. No misfires. And they rejected him. Ain't that something? Yeah. Unbelief. They just didn't want to believe. Amen. So you know where they're at tonight? In hell. Revelation 21 8. The fearful, the unbelieving. The sorcerers, whoremongers, idolaters, and abominationers. Amen. And all liars are having a part in the lake of fire. They're going to burn in hell forever. Why didn't they know it was God? They had an opportunity. Why did they reject him? Some's through ignorance, some's through neglect, some's through pride, some's through deceit, some's through fear, some's through unbelief. Some, they're just loyal to the wrong thing. You know what? If God's against the Masons, I'd get out of them. And if God's against my Baptist, I'd get out of it. And if he's against my baptism, I'd get out of it. Amen. And if he's against my infant baptism, I'd get rebaptized the way he wants me to get baptized. Amen. And if God's against it, I'd get out of my Mormon underwear. Amen. Amen. You got loyalty to the wrong things. Mom and daddy, you got loyalty to sinners. And well, I was raised a Catholic. So what? Amen. I don't care what you was raised, man. If it's contrary to the scriptures, get saved. Lay it down. Throw it away. Who cares? Got loyalty. Well, you know, if I if I do that, I gotta give up my pension. Good, give it up. You say, well, that's easy for you to say you ain't got nothing to risk. What do you got to lose? Your soul. What shall profit a man if he gained the whole world? Lose his own soul. Your soul ain't worth losing. It's worth more than a pension. It's worth more than a 401k. It's worth more than Roth IRAs and houses and lands. You know, if I, if I get saved, my daddy disinherited me, and I'd lose all. So what? Amen. It's easy for you to say you ain't got nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. I had a soul to lose. Anything beats burning. Amen. Anything. They made one excuse. They chose their lands. They chose their labor. They chose love. They chose luxury. In Luke 14. Moses choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin. Praise God. Thank you, Moses. Amen. Moses chose right. You willing to choose right? Amen. Well, I tell you what, Lord, if I'd have known you, some folks, the reason why they didn't want to know him is tradition. Jesus said, you full well reject the commandments of God that you may keep your own tradition. They had a tradition. This is the way we always do it around here. And if you know, if you bring that Bible in around here, buddy, we're going to have to break up our tradition. We'd rather have our tradition than Jesus Christ and God. Well, then go to hell. Why don't we talk like that to people? Then go to hell, man. You want to go? Go. You can get a front row seat in hell if you'd like. Hello? Hey, man, he can put you in the lowest hell if you want. He can turn the heat up. Why don't you go for broke? Ask for the hottest. You say, you ain't got no compassion, brother. I'm sick of them spitting on my Savior and spitting on the gospel and spitting on Jesus Christ and spitting on the Bible. You want to mock? Go ahead, I'll mock back. 
God said, I'll mock when your calamity cometh. Amen. He said, I'll laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your fear cometh. Listen, God's going to mock at them. Laugh at them. You know what Elijah did? <laughs> Where's your God at? Maybe he's out on a journey, huh? Elijah mocked them. They're jumping up on the altar. Oh, Baal! Oh, Baal! Oh, Baal! They're cutting himself. Blood's gushing out upon them. And they're crying out, Baal, 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 Baal! And Elijah is over there. <laughs> right? This is what he's doing. He's mocking them. Thank God for a man of God that had looked religion in the face and commented on it the way it needs to be commented. With a ha, 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 ha. Wouldn't that be fun to have a religious statement from Preacher Parks? L-O-L. <laughs> Amen. Loyalty. Tradition. Amen. Listen, God's not what we think he is. And God's men, Elijah, standing up mocking religion. How dare he? Look religion right in the face. The devil's preacher's right in the face. And then you know what Elijah did after all that? He poured water on the offering. He lined up the 12 stones, poured water on the sacrifice. Amen. 12 barrels full of water. After three years and a half with no water, where did he come up with that water? Should be the most precious commodity. More precious than oil and gold and silver? Water. Hadn't even rained nor dew in over three years. And he takes that water and pours it. One barrel for each one of Israel. He dug a trench around the altar. And that trench was all filled up with water. And guess what? He got down and prayed. 63 words, I think it was. Fire fell, licked up the altar, the sacrifice. Amen. And, and the water that was in the ditch, gone. Then you know what Elijah did? Nice guy. He killed 850 preachers. <laughs> right? Hello? Amen. He killed the priest of Baal. Amen. What a man of God. He ended that religion, didn't he? He put a good dent in it anyhow. Right? Tradition. Would to God we could do that. I'd take me a trip to some churches. Amen. Wouldn't that be fun to be like Jehu, come driving a chariot into a church parking lot? Amen. Get my supercharger. <laughs> I love you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Can you see King David doing that? You see what old Jehu did? He locked all the. He said, "I want you all, Baalites, to come on in, man. We're gonna have a special service to the Baalites. Come on, come on, bring them all in." He gets them all in, shuts the door, and he said, "All right, now, kill them all. Don't let one of them escape." Boy, what a thing to do! I like Jehu, huh? Chopped them all up, kill them. I know we're under grace right now. But I'm just trying to tell you, tradition, they didn't want to know him. Why didn't they want to know him? Their tradition gets in the way. Well, you know, every Sunday I got a bowling league. You should be in church. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Amen. Hello. Well, we get together and we play bridge. Amen. Well, guess what? Your bridge is out and amen and you're going to perish. All right. Number nine. Why did they deliver him to Jesus? Herod, why did he know? Envy. Is envious. Who can stand before envy? Amen. Listen. Envy destroying people's lives. There's a lot of people in the grave tonight because of envy. 
Jesus Christ was killed but rose again the third day, but they delivered him up for envy. Amen. Proverbs 27, verse 4, Wrath is cruel, anger is outrageous. Who is able to stand before envy? Number 10, there's probably a lot of other reasons. I'm just giving you some reasons why they didn't know. Amen. The reason why they didn't know, some of them were just plain blind. Amen. And a bunch of us willful blindness, spiritual blindness. The devil put a blinder on them so they wouldn't see. You know what the Bible said in 2 Corinthians over there, verse, chapter 3, verse 17? The blindness is on the heart of Israel this day when Moses is read. But when it turns, the heart turns, the veil's taken away. So what do they got to do? Their heart's got to turn to God. We got to get people in a repentant mode, get their heart to turn towards God. Then God takes the veil away. Then they have an opportunity to see. Amen. <clears throat> This is a sad verse, Matthew chapter 15, verse 14. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both fall into ditch. Isn't that something? Jesus seen a blind man leading another blind man into a ditch. And he sees him going into the ditch and into the pit and heading into hell. And he said, leave them alone. If that's what they want, let them go. Man, you talk about Tough. See, that's the thing about God that people don't like about that Bible. That if you want to self-inflict yourself and kill yourself and destroy yourself with your traditions, your religion, amen, God said, let him go. Let her drive. Boy, what a sad thing. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I wouldn't have crucified you. You think I would have took that whip and whipped the Lord Jesus Christ with a cat of nine tails and jerked it back and that metal and them, 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 them pieces of glass and pottery and stone in there would rip his flesh and blood would squirt out? You think I would have whipped him if I didn't do that? Was my creator? No, I would not have. You think if I had known it was you, Lord, as a big, strong, muscular soldier, you think I would have reached back and... And spit in your face if I'd have known it was you? You think if I'd have known it was you? Hey, Lord, if I'd have known it was you, you think I'd have put a blindfold on you and said, Hey, boys, watch this. <laughs> who, who hit you, Christ? Prophesy unto me who smoked you. You think I'd have done that if I'd have known it was him? Lord, if I'd have known it was you, you would have never been born in a stable, laid in a manger. I would have gave you a best room. Lord, I would have, I would have took care of you, Lord. Amen. I would have never cursed you. I would have never blasphemed you. I would have never mocked you. I would have gave you the best of everything, Lord. I just didn't know, Lord, that it was you. Let's turn to Matthew chapter number 8. Lord, I, didn't, I just didn't know it was you. Two men come to him. He comes to cast a devil out of him. He's dealing with a devil named Legion which are many. They cast them out in a herd of swine. 2,000 of them go down in a sea and are choked. 
In verse 34, And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that what we want? Look what they said. And, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Get out of here, Lord. If they had known who it was that cast out the devil and healed that maniac of Gadara, a man clothed, sitting in his right mind, healed of the devil, which could not be healed, could not be bound, could not be tamed. Just five minutes before he shows up and talks to that guy in the desert, he calmed the storm, he calmed the sea, he calmed the wave, and they go, man, what matter of man is this? Gary Duty wrote a song about it. That maniac sitting out there in the tombs looking, seeing that, seeing that boat struggling, he's probably laughing. <laughs> and all of a sudden he sees a man sitting on the boat with a wave of his hand. The calm storm. The sea goes flat and calm. The winds quit raging. And he goes, and then a boat comes ashore and he goes, maybe the man that calmed that storm can calm the storm raging in me. But when the people found out who it was, that he contained men and changed men's lives and put them in the right mind and clothe them and bless them, they said, get out of here. We'd rather have an abomination. We'd rather eat our pork. They chose a pig over Jesus. Lord, if I'd only known it was you, 1 Thessalonians. Let's bump it up today. 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 2. Amen. Lord, if I'd only known it was you. Verse 13, for this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it as the truth. <laughs> no. I messed up there. When you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Listen, today when the word of God's preached, people are turning around saying, that's not God's book. We want the original. And they despise the English Bible in their hand and they spend the rest of their life correcting God's book and not believe in God's book. Lord, if I, listen, I, if, I, if, I know, if I'd have known Peter Rutman was right, I would have I listened if I, if I knew it was your book. Yeah. <laughs> but because Rutman's wife left him, God, I threw your Bible in the trash can. Well, what an idiot. Don't you know the devil would try to ruin a man's house that's trying to stand for that book? That man, well, we didn't know it was you, Lord. You know how many people are going to be standing red-faced at the judgment of God that's going to be standing there because they corrected God's books all because some man's wife left him? They threw away the Bible and said, now we got a license. We can get rid of the Word of God. Because all our Bible college professors are against the man said he's got an attitude. Praise God. I'd rather have a German shepherd that barked and had an attitude than a little Fifi that licked me on the face. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Acts chapter number four. Five. Acts five. Lord, if I'd only known it was you, things would have been different, really. Lord, if that had been me, if you would have come, when, if I would have been born in them days, God, it would have been different. Really? 
You probably have been saying, away with this man, crucify himself. Acts chapter number 5. Amen. Verse 4. Well, verse 3. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to who? The Holy Ghost. And to keep back part of the price of the land. Whilst it rain, remained, was it not thy own? After it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived to sing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied on the men, but on two. God. I bet you Ananias is saying, Lord, if I had known that was you I was lying to, I would have never lied to you. I just thought that was that crazy, narrow-minded, bigoted preacher. How dare he want my money to be placed at his feet and me have to give him uh, an idea of what I gave. Lord, I guarantee you, if I had known it was you, I would have never padded the numbers. I would have never fixed it up. I would have never deceived the church if I'd only known it was you, Lord. Yeah, you go. Lord, I didn't know when I lied to the preacher, I was lying to you. Wow. Acts 9. Now, I want you to know something. I'm not God. Okay? But I'm in Christ's stead. <laughs> I'm in a place, his place. He asked me to fill his pulpit. You understand? I'm not God. Hello? Hey, Amen. I thought I'd got a lot of amens out of that. Amen? Acts chapter 9, verse 4. Amen? Just talking about Apostle Paul, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou who? Who? Me. Me. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Paul's going around killing Christians. And he's hailing men and women in the prison. He's having them killed, compelling to blaspheme. And the Lord said, Hey, Paul, you're persecuting me. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I would have, I would have never touched one person. If I'd have known it had been the God of the universe that I was killing and whipping and making me cuss, God, I would have never done that. Lord, please have mercy. I would have never done that if I'd known it was you. Acts chapter 13. Verse 1. And now they're in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that is called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, which had been taught, brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. And as they ministered to who? The Lord and fasted, and the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein I called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them by the way. And so, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed in Seleucia. They were ministering to the Lord. Who were they ministering to? Yeah, but who really were they ministering to? They were ministering to God's people in the church, they were teaching them the Word of God. And they were ministering to the Lord. Can you see these preachers standing up before God now? Lord, <laughs> I didn't know it was you. And the Lord says, why did you call me a stupid, dumb, idiotic, moronic devil 9,672 times? Oh, what do you mean? I never, I never called you a devil, Lord, or a moron, or a dog, or a wolf, or a goat. Lord, I didn't say you were some dumb idiot. I got it wrote down here. At least once a week, every sermon you preached, you called me an idiot. 
You call me stupid, you call me dumb. Well, when you're calling God's people those kind of terms, you're calling who those terms? God. You know what God does? God turns around and says, the way you treat your preacher is God's taking offense that you're treating him that way. And the way the preacher treats you is the way they're treating Jesus Christ. They're God's people. And you know what? That changed my preaching when I've seen that. Hello? Amen? The way I treat you, Jesus is taking personal account of an offense that I may be mistreating you when I preach. You think about that thing? And there's a bunch of preachers that flex their chest muscles up and roar like Tarzan, and they love it. Man, I just ripped the fuck to pieces tonight. Well, go face Jesus and say, Lord, I just ripped you a new one, bud. <laughs> I'll stand at the judgment seat. And they face God and said, oh, you ripped me a new one, huh? Really? Who are you, squirt? You're looking in them eyes of fire and feet burned with brass. Holiness and light shining off him, that rainbow the kids were singing about. Cherubim's going, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, and there you are. Just a little speck of dust down at the judgment seat. What, you got something to say? I was what? Would you like to rephrase your words when you talk about me? Lord, Lord, I, 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 didn't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know I was talking about you. Well, you was tearing my people up. And if you're tearing my people up, you was tearing me up. Well, there's, there's going to be a great day at the judgment, ain't there, where a bunch of these preachers come marching in. Oh, when the saints come marching in. <laughs> oh, man, Jesus is going to love the way I roared and tore that flock up, ain't he? <laughs> and preachers come walking in there and they got sheep fuzz in their teeth. <laughs> it ain't going to be a big day then, is it? He talks about shepherds that wouldn't even spare the flock. Scattered the flock. You think Jesus is going to be happy about that? Listen, I can get mad at you in the flesh. And I may want to use all kinds of adjectives to describe you. But you're one of God's people. If you're truly saved and born again, you're one of God's people. I need to really consider who I'm talking with. I don't care from his newborn baby to the oldest saint. If you're one of God's people... I got to treat you as though I would treat the Lord because that's the way he looks at it. You understand? Would you treat the Lord that way? If people really thought that when they treated their preacher and gossiped about their preacher and run their preacher down and said things about him all over the place and on the Facebook that they were doing that to the Lord Jesus Christ, you think they would even sit down at their computer and begin to type? You think they'd get on their phone and begin to rip him to shreds, everybody in the community? If they really believed that there's ripping Jesus Christ to shreds? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 8. 1 Corinthians chapter number 8. You know, in Proverbs 19, he said, He that lendeth to the, Lord, lendeth to the poor lendeth to the Lord. Did you ever think about the people that you give to, that you're giving it to Jesus? <laughs> Lord, if I'd have known you would have got them britches with the whole blowed out crotch, I would have never gave them to you. Lord, that dirty pair of underwear just somehow slipped through. They weren't supposed to go to the mission. Lord, if I'd have known it, 
them shoes wouldn't have had holes in the feet that I gave to that poor man. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I wouldn't have gave them stale baloney in my house. I would have took them out by the prime rib. If I'd have known it was you, Lord. If I was just some old nasty bum that showed up in my house, it couldn't have been. I, I wouldn't have gave I mean, Lord, if I'd known it was you, you would have had the best suit coat I had in my house. Lord, I wouldn't have took that clunker that won't work, won't run. I, I mean, drag it in, tow it in, pull it in. I would have gave you my best car if I'd have known that. Right? We're supposed to love our neighbors how? As ourselves. He that lendeth to the poor lendeth to the Lord. Huh. You ever think about that? When you give to the poor man and drop it on the ground, says, you really want a sandwich? Pick that $5 bill up. You think you'd make Jesus pick up a $5 bill? Hmm. That nasty, dirty old woman that can't comb the, the snares out of her head. She's been, her teeth are falling out because of meth and everything else. Right? And she needs something. She needs some help. And you laugh at her. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 11, And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. But when, the, but when you sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against who? Oh, man, come on. <laughs> you mean when I go to church and I say something against Caleb that I said something against Jesus Christ? And when Priscilla can't get along with Gabriel, her brother, she's sinning against Who? Maybe she would treat him a little bit different in the house if it just wasn't plain old Gabriel, but it was Jesus she was sinning against. <laughs> Lord, if I'd have known that, I would have went and helped Gabriel out and done whatever Gabriel wanted, amen, just because if I'd have known it was you, Lord. And Gabriel said, Lord, if I'd known it was just sister and not you, I would, I would have helped her, but I wouldn't have been so snappy and got mad at her and got my mom all aggravated and upset because we were snipping at one another and biting at one another because we didn't really realize the one we were chewing on was you, Lord. And if I'd have known it wasn't my blonde wife who's supposed to submit to me had been Jesus, maybe I would have treated her a little different when I showed up because dinner was five minutes late on the table. Maybe I would have spoke a little different to her if I'd have known it was the Lord. And maybe if she'd known it was the Lord instead of her lousy old man, hello, that maybe she'd have submitted a whole lot better if it wasn't just some bum that she married. I'm a brother in Christ. She's a sister, a daughter of Christ. We're brethren in the Lord. God takes observation and watches over my relationship and how I treat her and how she treats me and how I treat them, how I treat you. And as I treat them, Lord, if I'd only known it was you, I would have treated, I would have talked differently to everybody I ever met. Oh, God. Oh, I'm telling you, I wouldn't have said that about my neighbor and my boss and my co-workers and my family, my aunts, my uncles, my friends. Lord, if I'd only known it was you. Can we hit retake, rewind, replay? Can we start all back over again? Let me relive my life now that I got this knowledge imparted in my head that everybody I meet, I'm going to treat as though 
You're standing there watching me and you're watching my actions and reactions and how I treat everybody in my life will be determined about the way that I treat you, Lord. You know, maybe the problem at a church we prayed about tonight wouldn't be happening if they knew the Lord was there. It was the Lord they was talking about. And the people that are standing up pointing their fingers and saying things, maybe if they realized they was giving accusations to Jesus. And believe me, this message was preached there 15 years ago. You think that it's on their mind? Second Corinthians chapter 5. Lord, if I'd only known it was you. Lord, if I'd only known it was you. My. I had no idea. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 too, you entertain angels unawares. Do you have any idea who you're dealing with? Jesus is the angel of the Lord of the Old Testament. What if he shows up, stands on the side of the road hitchhiking? it's cold out I don't want to help that person with a flat tire Lord Lord I, it's raining I can't do that Lord. something to think about ain't it 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 and now then we are ambassadors for what? Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you where? In Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. You know where God wants you? He wants you in Christ's stead. He wants you to go in his place. You willing to go? You willing to go? You want me to go on the black side of town? Why not? They need Jesus. You want me to go down to reach them? Chinese men? Why not? God needs it. What about the Muslims? I hate their religion, but they need Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know if I'll ever get their ear. I don't know if they'd give me time of day to listen. But Christ died for them. God wants me to go in his place, offer my hand out as his hand said, would you come to Christ? He wants me to offer my mouth as his mouth in his place. Will you go speak the wonderful truths of life for me? Amen. Will you allow your eyes to see sinners and look for sinners? There's one right there. Let's go tell them about Jesus. Will we look and see their need? Will we look and see their burden? Will we see somebody that's stumbling along? Will we look for that good Samaritan to try to or be that good Samaritan to help somebody that's been hurt? Will we go in Christ's stead in the place of Jesus Christ? The Spirit of God's asking us, will you go in my stead? Will you walk for me? Will you witness for me? Will you be my spokesman? Lord, if I knew it was you and not Brother Parks trying to put a knot in my belt, I'd, I'd win. But see, I got plans, I got dreams. There's big things I want to do in my life. He said, will you lay down your life for me? If you lose your life, you'll gain it. If you save your life, you'll 
Boy, what an option. Give up my life and gain a life. Go and serve Jesus and give up my plans and my dreams and lose everything if I follow my pursuits. Hmm. You ever done that? God's will, my plans. Lose everything if I follow me. Gain everything if I follow him. What do I got to do? Die to yourself. Lord, if I'd only known it was you. Matthew 25. Lord, if I'd only known it was you. I'd have changed everything. Why didn't they know? They had opportunity. Verse 31, Matthew 25, 31, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all His holy angels with Him, shall sit upon the throne of His glory. Before Him shall gather all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. And He shall set the sheep on His right hand, and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed my father. Inherit the kingdom. Now I understand the doctrinally where we're at. Amen. This is the end of tribulation. He's dealing with nations, how they took care of the Jew. You understand? But what kind of spiritual practical application do we get out of it tonight for us in the church age? Well, let's see. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungered. And you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was stranger, and you took me in naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me, and I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then the righteous shall answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, and fed thee, thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in naked, and clothed thee? Or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, and in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, insomuch as ye done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you've done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them, the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed and everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in naked, and you clothed me not sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they answer him and say, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, or thirst, or stranger, naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then he shall answer and say, Verily I say unto you, insomuch you did it not as one of the least of these, you did it not to me. Lord, if I'd only known it was you, I, I'd have got involved in the jail ministry. Lord, if I'd only known it was you, I'd have went to the nursing home. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I went to the hospital. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I wouldn't have spent all my time playing to thrill my flesh, I would have went and tried to reach somebody. Lord, if I'd have known it was you. If I'd have known it was you, I'd have fed you the best steak. I would have gave you a drink. I would have clothed you. Amen. I would have lodged you. I would have visited you. Lord, if I'd only known it was you, I'd have gone a second mile. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I would have turned the other cheek. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I might have prayed an extra out. Lord, if I'd have known it was you, I would have read an extra chapter in the Bible. Lord, if I'd known it was you, I would have sacrificed. 
Lord, I would have helped out more. I would have helped your men. I would have dressed holier and cleaner. Lord, if I, I would have done my best if I'd only known it was you. I would answer the Macedonian call. But Lord, I didn't realize I dealt with angels unaware. I didn't realize Paul said that, hey man, that uh, the angel of the Lord came to him and talked to him whose I am. I'm thankful my daddy was not a JW or a Mormon. Because when they come to the average Bible-believing soul winner's house and they knock on their door, they say, get out of here, you cultist! And they slam the door in his face. Instead of saying, sir, can I talk to you about the Lord? Can I have your Bible? Can I open it up and show you some things where you guys are? And show you from your own Bible that Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh and show you how you can be born again and be saved through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There's not a lot of people that know how to take one of their Bibles and teach them how to be saved. Most of them are running them off. Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! I'm not saying Jesus shows up as a Jehovah Witness. I'm just saying I'm glad that my daddy wasn't one. I might not have had a chance. Amen. Amen? Think about it. Husbands, ladies, your wives versus husbands, your parents versus children, children versus your parents, your boss, an employee, an employee versus the boss, your government versus the citizens, your citizens versus the government, your church versus the preacher, preacher versus the church, your possessions, your job, your home, your money, your clothes, are they really yours? Whose are they anyways? Does the Lord have everything of yours, including you? Hey, church, what if Jesus was knocking on the back door, wanting in? Would you open the door? Matthew chapter number 10. Lord, if I knew it was you, if I knew it was you waiting on my table at the restaurant, I wouldn't have gypped you your tip. You know, Lord, if I knew it was you running that cash register, I would have never blessed you out about poor service in this place. Lord, if I had known it was you, I would have never gave that manager down the road. I mean, honestly, I don't like Obama. And I understand the devil's in charge of the kingdoms of this world and he's got power to give it to whoever he wants to, but God's allowed it to happen. And if I run down Obama, am I running down God's man and servant for the hour? I need to be careful about who I talk about, don't I? You know what he said about Nebuchadnezzar? He said, that's my servant. You know what he said about the devil? He's his battle axe. He's his hit man. Matthew chapter number 10, verse 40. He that receiveth you receiveth what? Me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the, right, in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, very I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Who'd you give a sip of water to lately? John 13. Did you ever think about that? 
Who'd you ever give a sip of water? I mean, Jesus is recognizing whether you'd reach down and give a little kid some water. Here, son. You understand? Yeah, you think about that thing right here. God's keeping record on how you give little kids water. He's watching, going, really? Get out of here, kid. Leave me alone. Just want some water. You're bothering me. Go ask your mother. Think about I mean, you understand? God keeps right. I mean, he knows if you're keeping, if you take time to give a kid a glass of water. Now, I got a dear friend. He, his little daughter wanted a glass of tea. He went over there. He gave her a glass of tea. <laughs> Isn't that a blessing? And then she goes. <laughs> he, he, he screamed. He hollered. He went and told his wife, come in here and deal with the brat. Amen. If that would have been Priscilla. Smoke alarms would have went off, amen. I'd have said, I know you're, you, you might be Jesus in the flesh, but he's testing me. He said, if I'd beat your butt for that, and I'm going to fry it, amen. <laughs> I guarantee you, next time she wanted tea, she wouldn't be pouring on the ground. If she did, she'd get, she'd get another one. Hello, John 13, verse 20. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whosoever I send receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him to send me. You think about it. God calls missionaries and he calls people to go do something for them. And he says, if, they, if they'll receive whosoever I send, they'll receive me. You think about the cities and villages and towns when they come in and they come to preach the gospel and they don't receive them. Jesus said, well, they didn't receive me and he writes it off. What did he say on you? Woe on the Corsair, Corsair, right? He said, for it had been more powerful for them in the day of judgment in Sodom and Gomorrah than it is for you because greater than Solomon's here. He said, it'll be greater, it'll be more terrible for the men in Nineveh than it will be for you because greater than Jonah's here. He said, though thou exalt thyself to heaven, thou shalt be brought down to hell. They wouldn't receive him. My, 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 what were they? What were we thinking? We turned the Son of God away. Oh, man, Jesus, come back. It's too late. This world's mad. They're crazy. They're kicking them out of the schools. They're kicking them out of the courtroom. There's a judge in Alabama named Moore said, we will not have same-sex marriages here in Alabama. You understand me? We ain't doing it. Man, I like that guy. He's got some guts. Would the God more stand up like that? Yep, yep. I want to go move and be in his area. Yeah. I want my house next to his. Amen. God's going to bless you for taking a stand like that. I like that. Amen. I like to have him sign my Bible. I don't care if he is. I don't know if he's an infidel or not, but he's taking God's side. Amen. Hello. He's zealous for God's book. He's zealous for God's word. He's zealous for God's son. Hey, God's on that side. Amen. You think they're rejecting Highway Baptist Church up here? They ain't rejecting me. They're rejecting him. Luke 16. Luke 10. I'm sorry, Luke 10. And I'm done. Amen. It's about time, preacher. I've done a long time ago. Amen. 10, verse 16. He's talking about Tyre and Sidon here. He's talking about Capernaum. Thou art exalted to heaven. Verse 15. Thou shalt be dressed down to hell. 
He that heareth you heareth what? Me. He that despises you despises me. He despises me, despises him that sent me. Now you think about that thing. Here's this little old lowly Parks preaching in the pulpit. Down along the main drag, I-75. And people come in here and they walk out of here and they run their mouth and say things against me. Who are they rejecting? You know how many people running their mouth about me and saying things about me and when they get up there they're going to find out they were saying it about Jesus Christ? Listen, I know who I am. I know what I am. I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not some holier than thou. Listen, I understand, but according to that verse right there, I'm standing in his stead, preaching his book. And people come in here and they run their mouth and say things about this place. Who are they running down? If they'll run me down, they'll run him down, they'll run you down. You better be careful somebody's got loose lips. Better be careful. And then if we're running down Jesus, who ultimately are we running down? The Father. Boy, I tell you what. I sure don't want to meet him like what do you? Huh? Can you imagine having to meet the Father like that? Listen, I I think I think this message years ago has changed my life and my heart on how I deal with people. It changed my relationship with her. It changed my relationship with dealing with my kids. It does change my relationship dealing with people. I don't believe everybody walks through that door as a devil, but I got both eyes open. I don't I just watch. You understand? But I need to be mindful. Who's got walking in that door? There's a guy who came over here wanting to sell a chainsaw. Come in after service, want to sell a chainsaw. I go, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Is this guy just trying to con me to scam me what? Went and bought him dinner and I bought him a motel. Let him spend a night somewhere. I said, I, you need your chainsaw to make a living. He's trying to sell it to me to get a night in the motel. So I went down there, bought him a motel. I didn't give him a hundred bucks. You understand what I'm saying? I tried to use a little bit of wisdom, put him up. Was that Jesus? I don't know. The guy was all sweaty and stinky. But you know what? Tried to help him. Says, Lord, this is an opportunity. We had a couple come in here, try to help them. These girls were strippers over here down Dixie. Tried to help them out. Led her, a girl and her husband supposedly to the Lord. They asked me for something over there at McDonald's. Come to find out they're stripping. Come to find out they lied to me. Come to find out they went through the motions or trust in Jesus Christ. Your Savior. I mean, they cried and bawled. Gabriel was there. They bawled their eyes out. They cried and trusted Jesus in a park, on, a, on a bench over at Kroger's. How do you fake all that? I got no idea. But then that girl calls me up, wants to meet me with her girlfriend. Her and her girlfriend's up there stripping. The girl walks in over here and she says, she says, I'd like to be a missionary. I said, oh, man, well, how am I going to deal with a stripper now who wants to be a missionary? Wouldn't that be a good mission trip? Huh? She'd draw a crowd, wouldn't she? Hello? You know what I told her? I said, how in the world can you dance on tabletops? Amen. And all them men are looking out at you and you're damning every one of their souls to hell. And then turn around and then you're telling me you're concerned about their souls where they're going to spend eternity. And there's women around tonight just trying to figure out where their husbands are at and you're allowing them to lust after your body and commit adultery in your heart and they're going to die and go to hell. How in the world can you even be concerned about some kind of spiritual matter when you're spiritually damning their soul to hell? You ought to have seen all the color go out of her face. 
My wife talked to her a while, and I talked to her, and I said, I said the best thing you do is go back to your grandpa, tell them I've sinned and messed up, and get in their church because they're praying for you, and they love you, and they'll forgive you, and get established, and get in that church about 10 years or so before you even think about becoming a missionary. Get your life turned around. God will forgive you. God will put it all under the blood. Then maybe he can go rescue young girls like you. Hello? Amen. Hey, man. I'm just telling you, you don't know who walks through that door. And how you minister to them, what you say to them. Listen, there's times God may send people in my life just to see if I'll open up the book and put the sword in. And God said, I sent a man who had a problem. I liked the way he dealt with it. God might send a guy in and a family in and said, I don't like the advice you gave him. We got no idea who we're dealing with every time we deal with somebody. Somebody's going to walk into your life. Who is it? Is it an angel? Is it the Lord? Is it a devil? How are you going to respond to each individual that walks in your life? Well, I got a problem. Maybe that problem's sent by God. I had a little baby crying in the back seat of an airplane behind me for 16 hours. I wanted to take mom and daddy in the bathroom and teach them how to use a rod and a belt. And I'm begging God for grace. God, help me. God, I need grace. Oh, God, this kid. Oh, and I'm going, oh, my God. 16 hours on a plane, a 7457. Going to the field, I'm, I'm going, Lord, God, I need grace. Lord, I got, I need grace. I need. Uh. But Lovell goes, how in the world did you handle that? I said, Bertrand, I don't know. I was praying for grace. He said, he must have gave it to you because it didn't seem like it bothered you. I said, wow. How I responded. That's the way the preacher perceived it. Inside, I'm tore up. Inside, I'm like, right? Hello? Amen. Opened up the back door. See you later. Amen. Took care of that. <laughs> Hello? Right? How you deal with people? Man, I don't have to give an account of my actions, but who am I dealing with? Lord? If I'd only known it was you. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to preach this message tonight. Hope it helps somebody out there.